Jason said, one of the things we want to do with our millennials, especially those who have walked away from the church or abandoned the church, is to be more concerned about their relationship with Christ than their relationship with the church. Sometimes it's more about, wow, my kid doesn't go to church anymore and I want them back in church. And the reality, Jason said, was that we want them back in a relationship with Jesus. All right, welcome everyone to our 67th podcast, Renew Your Mind. With us today, we have Senior Pastor Paul Grunberg. We have Family and Youth Director, Jeremy Teru, And we have myself, Dana Hall, as the moderator. We've been discussing a speaker that was at our church a couple weekends ago and a book that he has co-authored called Abandoned Faith. And the main topic is about how millennials are are leaving the church or abandoning the faith. And we're trying to understand um, the millennials and um, the things in front of us to encourage not only them, but more people um, as to why church is important to go to and what we gain from it. Um, so we're going to just jump right in um, to understanding what drives millennials. And there was a couple of key points. I'm just going to go through those and then I'll let Pastor Paul and Jeremy uh, chime in. Um, but what drives millennials are a couple of things. Meaningful work essential is, is very essential and meaningful. Oh, how do I want to say it? It's very essential to millennials. I find great importance in that. Um, another positive value of the millennial generation is they have a deep desire to make a difference in today's world. Um, the third point was that college-age millennials are more likely than general po population to be religious unaffiliated. And the fourth main point was that millennials must see faith lived out before they will consider living it. And we've been talking exactly about that last concept. Um, but that's pretty much what drives millennials. And, you know, the values of those underlying values are important. Um, but I think we also wanted to wrap back around to a conversation about absolute and relative truth. And um, I don't know, I'll, I'll, Jeremy or Pastor Paul, which one of you would like to uh, uh, tackle that conversation? I, I think I could just start here on what Jason has talked about and covers in the book on millennials do want to serve and make an impact mm -hmm. that's important to their generation. And that's, that's a positive value. And it's one that... Um, we want to place them in the context of Christianity in doing that. So, so they can have many opportunities to serve and make an impact or what they're feeling like is an impact in a secular way, whether, you know, social justice issues or, or helping the poor. And, and a lot of those are very good things. A lot of those are things the church should be doing. So the church does offer opportunities for them to serve and make an impact. And I think we need to be aware of that because that's a way that we can engage them and um, welcome them into doing something of value and to doing things for Christ. But they can find 
those types of things outside of the church as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, one thing that millennials, again, going back, uh, because of technology, we can stay connected digitally, but there is a desire to be connected in the same place, uh, in, in each other's presence. And staying connected, I mean, that's not, not really anything new. Uh, people like to be around people, uh, at least for a time, doing things that are meaningful. Uh, Jeremy mentioned uh, social justice issues, you know, feeding the hungry, caring for the orphan, uh, clothing, the, clothing the naked. I mean, that's straight from scripture. And when they have an opportunity to do that together, that builds camaraderie, it's something that they know that Jesus wants them to do. And then uh, one of the other aspects about uh, spirituality uh, for our kids, those who have kind of walked away from the church, they want to be spiritual, but they don't necessarily want to be religious. I can't tell you how many times I hear the word religious used uh, in the context of they do it all the time. They were very religious about making sure the color was perfectly put on the wall. You know, it's that, that not fanatical, but that very intentional uh, action. And kids, Jason said, one of the things we want to do with our millennials, especially those who have walked away from the church or abandoned the church is to be more concerned about their relationship with Christ than their relationship with the church. Sometimes it's more about, wow, my kid doesn't go to church anymore and I want them back in church. And the reality, Jason said, was that we want them back in a relationship with Jesus. And that should be our focus. And you can get that through conversations, through being transparent with your children about your own relationship with Christ and your own, um, I guess, not faults, but the places where you've fallen short. Because frankly, uh, the kids are, the kids see this. You know, if you've been through a divorce, to just have a frank conversation about how that wasn't something that necessarily pleased God and you felt that you weren't, um, I guess, fulfilling your vow that you made to the Lord. Because when we get married, we're making a covenant with God, not just with uh, two people. So to be connected, to be collaborative, um, and to be in relationship with Jesus are the important things. Yeah, I guess what comes to mind is what are ways to be connected? I mean, what what are ways that you two have seen in your pet and you know or things that we want to work on to be more connected i mean what does that look like well i think a part of it is um, having those opportunities for missions work or outreach where we do something for the community and in the midst of doing that to have conversations to ask a question, tell me, what do you think about God? And this, get, this gets back to Jason 
in reference to having conversations with other people mm-hmm. uh, regarding faith is is to be invitational, um, not to just like, do you know Jesus type of thing, but hey, tell me about where you're at spiritually with the Lord or tell me where you're at spiritually because we're all spiritual beings and millennials, everyone everyone acknowledges that they're there's a spiritual aspect to life and just to ask them what that is and then to be invitational. Well, then to be inquisitive and just to keep asking some questions about what you're hearing. So when you, when you pray, who do you pray to? Um, And when they say Allah or when they say Buddha, not to immediately correct them, not to, well, tell me a little bit more about that. How how does how does the spiritual being respond to you in prayer? Oh, respond? Huh? I never get any response. Oh, you don't. Oh, the, I I get responses from God, and all of a sudden you're you're kind of throwing a hook out there. Wow. Well, who do you pray to? <laughs> well, mm-hmm. there's the God of the Bible. You know, there's Jesus and and the Holy Spirit, and that gives you an opening to just share a little bit, not to teach, but just to share what your experience has been. And that in and of itself will create a hook that they, so let me maybe revisit this Christian God or the God of Christianity and and to give them enough morsel, you know, it's like leaving breadcrumbs Give them enough breadcrumbs that they will continue to be interested without having to explain everything, you know, in one sitting. So the next time you guys get together to do something, maybe they'll ask, well, tell me a little bit more. You said you hear from God. Tell me a little bit more about that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it could be in prayer. It could be uh, in reading your Bible. You know, I was concerned about something. And as I was reading my Bible, I felt God was speaking to me about that thing I was very concerned about saying, you know, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, uh, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds. And then to relate that specific verse to an experience you had, I was really concerned about money or a relationship, or I thought I had screwed something up so bad it couldn't be fixed. And as I became more anxious about it, I remembered that passage. And so I tested God on it. You know, I gave it to God and I experienced this peace that passes all understanding. And now whenever I'm anxious, I, I just keep, I hold on to that promise. I give my anxieties to God and that peace generally uh, comes down on me until I grab that anxiety back off the altar because you get comfortable with being anxious. Even though you say you don't want to be anxious, it's still something that sometimes we find comfort with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's uh, really good things to consider and to keep into mind. So I think, uh, I think, we'll wrap up this podcast and then our next podcast is going to talk about hope for a generation and we'll talk about some of those aspects so even though we've laid out of a lot of things of what went wrong and things that we 
don't feel that we've done well enough, um, we're going to talk about how there is still hope for a generation and other things that we can do. So thank you everyone for joining. Um, we are located at the First United Methodist Church um, on 215 South Center Street in Gaylord, Michigan. We have a traditional service at 9 a.m. and a contemporary at 1045 a.m. And you can visit us in person or via Facebook or YouTube. And we also have a website that has all the information that we just uh, briefly went through and around different small groups and different ways to connect. So thanks for joining us, everyone.